0: Once again, good morning. You must know that this is, I think, a little odd for all of us to be in, uh, in our little makeshift studio and, and talking to a camera, but I just want you to know that behind the camera, we have a, a dry erase board that was on the wall already, and And I I took the liberty of drawing uh, a bunch of stick figures there to help me focus on a congregation this morning. I hope none of you are offended with that. I put smiley faces on on most of them, all except one unhappy person. And uh, I don't know why he's unhappy, but that's about normal. So anyway, I just want to let you know that uh, it is kind of odd, but we'll get used to it and go through it. Hopefully it'll just be for a short time as we go through uh, this crisis in our country. Again, uh, it's not being done out of fear, out of wisdom, and I'm glad that you're here with us this morning. So in light of what is happening in our world, I felt led to discuss how we, uh, the church, should respond to the circumstances that find us not meeting together in a way we are used to, right? Uh, and Lord willing, I plan on continuing through the book of 1 Thessalonians in the upcoming weeks. Starting again, we'll be starting back up this Wednesday at 7, our online Bible study. I'm going to dive right back into 1 Thessalonians and continue through that as the weeks to come. Lord willing, unless the Lord changes that plan. So this morning, as you sit at home in His presence... I pray that you uh, uh, have a great time of worship there and that you have a cup of coffee, maybe friends and family over uh, while you're there in his presence, uh, because Jesus isn't just here at 2170 12th Street at the Bridge Church building, amen, he's in He's in us, he's in our hearts. So as you are there in his presence, I would ask that you would open your Bibles or your app, uh, whatever you use, to the book of Hebrews. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter 10 this morning. And as you turn there, listen to these words written by a man by the name of Dag Hammerskold. He says, when the morning's freshness has been replaced by the weariness of midday, when the leg muscles quiver under the strain, the climb seems endless, and suddenly nothing, nothing will go quite as you wish, it is then that you must not hesitate He he was unwilling to give up. He refused to quit. The successful life prescribed by Jesus requires faithfulness until death. A hand on the plow with no looking back, steadfast perseverance, racing hard for the tape, fighting the good fight of faith. The devil loves it when we simply relax our efforts. He has a good day if we become discouraged. There are temptations to overcome, disappointments to handle, personal sins that plague us, burdens that depress us. And Satan is standing by urging that we quit trying. But wait, Jesus is present. Consider him. Hebrews 12, 3 says, consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. Someone once asked James J. Corbett, at the time he was the heavyweight champion of the world, they asked him, they asked him, what was the most important thing a man must do to become a champion? And he said this, fight one more round. The Duke of Wellington said that the British soldiers at the Battle of Waterloo were not not any braver than Napoleon's soldiers. But they were brave for five minutes longer, and this is this is the way uh, we, as born again disciples of Jesus, succeed as well. Fight one more round. Be brave for five more minutes. It is the difference between defeat and victory. It is a call of perseverance, a call to persevere is what I hope and pray for each of us in such a a time as this. Will you pray with me before we read the Word of God? Father, I thank you that we can still come together as the church, God, because we are the church. And God, I pray that as we look at your Word today, that we aren't discouraged or frustrated, that we can answer the call to persevere. Because we belong to you. We are co-heirs in the kingdom. And God, we know that you are still in control. And you're going to do greater things through any and all circumstances. So open up our hearts and minds to receive what you would have for us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. So Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place... By the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain. That is his body. And and what they're referring to there was once Jesus died at the temple, there was the holy and the most holy place where there was a curtain that separated the two. And when Jesus died by his blood, it says in Scripture that that curtain was torn in two from top to bottom because God was telling man, he's saying, you don't need a priest. You don't need an advocate anymore to go into the throne room of grace where God is. You can go in yourself by the blood of Christ. And we have that confidence. We have that confidence. And it goes on in verse 21. Uh, Let me go back to 20. A new and living way open for us through the curtain. That is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, meaning Jesus Christ, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And verse 23, let us hold unswervingly. I love that word. Underline that. Let us hold unswervingly to have the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another And all the more as you see the day approaching, the day approaching meaning the day that the Lord Jesus is going to return as you see the day approaching. This is a call to persevere, church. This is a call to persevere. Listen to the definition of perseverance, to continue firmly in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Is there a little difficulty or opposition going on in our country, in our world today? Yes. But the call to perseverance, listen to that definition, to continue firmly in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Please hear me this morning. We, the church, need to have confidence and assurance in our faith. It is not the time to panic. We need to function as the body and family of Jesus Christ more than ever. I want to take a, a look this morning at how we function, how we respond as a body and as a family. So we're going to break that down and we're going to look at this morning uh, before we close in prayer. First, <laughs> I, I, it almost goes without saying, but first, to function as the body means we have complete confident, confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, What does that that really mean? We have to know him first. Understand, to function at the body, we have to know him first. To be part of the body of Christ means you have to know Jesus Christ. You have to have that personal relationship with him. And that means that that we know we have missed the mark, meaning we have sinned, that we have missed the mark. We We have a broken relationship with God because of our sin. When we come to that place, we then realize we we need a savior, right? A way to restore our relationship with God. And Jesus did that on the cross through his blood. That's why the curtain was torn. That's why Jesus came, so we could be forgiven. We then ask for his forgiveness, his gift of grace. We confess with our mouths that he is Lord, and we repent, meaning we turn from our sins to serve him. Once we do that, once we do that, we, we become part of the body of Christ. We become the church. The church is the body of Christ, not the building. The church, us, the people of God. The church is not a building. We can lose sight of that, I think, sometimes in, in our uh, society. Like, I, I can't believe maybe the Bridge Church canceled, canceled their service today. What, what are we going to do? We, we don't, we don't We can't go to the building. Well, we're going to go online, and we're going to have church. Because we can do that, because it's not about this building. Amen? The Apostle Paul writes of how we are all part of the body, even though we have different functions in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We are a living organism, not a building, and we will have a place to function as part of the living church, right? We all have a place to function as part of the living church. I believe more than ever, we need to be the living church more than ever especially in such a time as this now is not the time to play church what do i mean by playing church now is not the time to to get dressed up and and go to a building once a week and put on a good appearance and worship a few songs and say look at me look how spiritual i am and then go home and, and and live like the devil the rest of the week Now is not the time to play the church because Jesus is going to return and Jesus is probably going to return sooner than we all think. Now is the time to be the body of Christ. Now now is not the time to vacillate in our faith. It is not the time to be on the fence. Understand that the last thing I wanted to do as your pastor was to cancel our services. It was the last thing I wanted to. In fact, before we had our meeting yesterday, my, my steadfast belief was, you know what? Through it all, we're going to continue to have church. We're going to push through because this is a great opportunity to minister and witness to people. But through counsel and, and wisdom and much reading, we came to the decision we came to uh, as leadership of this church. Last thing I wanted to do was cancel that. Why? As I said, because we just have this great opportunity in our world and our community more than ever to share the love of Christ. Here's my challenge, my encouragement to you. Be the functioning body of Christ. Be the living church in your home, in your fam- to your family, to your family to your friends, to your neighbors. Just because we're not in this place doesn't mean you're gonna stop being the church. Call, call people. Knock on your neighbor's doors. Knock on the doors that you know uh, in a neighborhood where people shouldn't be out because of high risk and and, and knock on their doors. Ask what you can do to help. Hey, can I go get things for you? Leave them on the door. You'll limit uh, their, uh, their exposure to even yourself, but be the church. Be the church. Please do not let fear immobilize you. This is not a call for us to be immobilized. Yes, use wisdom. Take every precaution to protect yourself. But don't run and isolate. That's the last thing we need to do as the church. And I hope you see that. This is a great opportunity for us to share. It said in our scripture, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for, we, for he who promised is faithful. Let people see his promises in you. His promises. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Read Psalm 91 this week. The promises that he will see us through uh, situations like this. His love cast out fear. So live in that promise. Don't isolate. Be the church. Listen, even though we are not meeting together at this time, our church will still uh, be having uh, our online Sunday morning worship service here at 1030. We're going to start a Wednesday night online worship service at 7 right here on this Facebook page. We also plan on organizing people who are able to help those who might not be able to go out by helping with deliveries, Uh, putting a list of volunteers together. Some of you have already texted me and said that you're willing to help uh, if it gets down to that, and we're putting that list together. Some of you that aren't... is more critical to be out are able to maybe help those that shouldn't be out. We want to be the church. We want to put that together. Uh, I'm also notifying the city and, and the local hospital that that this building, this tool that we have right here is available if things get to that point where they need the space. We're also hoping that we can get some food deliveries through Pallets of Love. And Lord willing, we will do whatever we can to bless our community through this hour of need, a living, functioning body of Christ. And I pray that you're at home right now. I know that you are and you're screaming, amen. Amen, because you see the need and you're willing to step out. This is not a time to panic and run and isolate. It's a time to function as the body of Christ. And I wanna challenge you in that. Pray, allow the Lord to speak to you in a way that you can be used right where you are. Now, let's look at how we function as a family. Since we operate as a body, working together as a living organism, then we should function as a family. Now, understand, a strong family has, has a, a concern and love for one another, right? I believe we have a strong family here at the Bridge Church. I've seen how you rally behind those in need. I've seen how you come together and pray for those who are sick in body. I have seen your, your outpouring of love to one another. That's what family does. Romans 12, 15 and 16 says this, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another. This is what family does. And I hope and pray that that is what we strive to do. Now, I know uh, I have a family myself. And I know it's not always easy to live in harmony with one another as family because we do squabble. We we do do things. We're human and and we want our way and the, the sin nature is in us. But you know what? That's what causes us to grow spiritually. That's what causes us to draw closer to Christ. And this morning, I want to challenge each of you to grow in this area more than ever. We need to, as part of the body of Christ, more than ever, we need to be a strong family. We need to know that we have each other's backs, that we're there for one another. We don't need to tear each other down uh, and and fight and do all those things that a family can do, right? In the end, the family usually makes up. You hope and pray. So I want to challenge you in this area to grow, to really get to know your church family. Here are a a few ways that you can do that. Um, number one, first, as we saw in Hebrews 12, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And I know some of you are at home right now saying, well, we blew that because we're not meeting together. But he goes on, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, again, I know we're not meeting together in this physical building at the moment. It's Lord willing, it's only going to be for a short time. But you can still stay connected, church. We, we have our church Facebook. We have our core group. We have all kinds of ways for us to stay connected. Please do your part to be part of the family. Don't isolate. Don't lock yourself up. Call, text people. Be a part of the family. Let us know what your needs are, how you can help. Be a part of our functioning family. And number two, grow, growing as a family, be quick to forgive and not gossip. Now, none of us are perfect. And the more we get connected, the more we will hurt one another. It's just going to happen. Okay, let, let's just put it out there. It's going to happen. But I don't, believe, I don't believe we do it on purpose. I hope we don't hurt people on purpose. But if we do, ask for forgiveness. Just go and ask your brother or sister for forgiveness if you know you've hurt them. And let me say this. If someone asks you to forgive them, please forgive them. Don't don't hold a grudge. Forgive them. Grow. Grow your relationship with Christ. Grow your relationship with the family. And move on. Press on. Learn to forgive. And, And let me say this. Please, please do not be a gossip. If someone in the family does something, don't talk behind their back. Do what Jesus calls us to do in Matthew 18. Go to your brother or sister and speak to them personally. Ask them, talk to them, speak to them. You know, nothing breaks my heart more as a pastor than to see people, especially the family of God, talking behind each other's backs. Nothing breaks my heart more. Here's an easy, easy way to, to gauge whether or not you're gossiping. If you are not part of the solution, talking to the people that are part of the problem, you should learn to keep your mouth shut, and that's pretty much all I need to say about that. Amen? Gossip hurts people. And most of the time what people are gossiping isn't true anyway, go to them and talk to them one-on-one and let's just end that nonsense. And the last thing, growing as a family, number three, love one another as Jesus loves us. Be willing to put others first. You see, that's what family does. We need to put others first. That's what the greatest commandment is, to love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And then then the second part is to love your neighbor as yourself. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Let's be the family that functions with love. As we close this morning, I would like to tell you about an old dog that fell into a farmer's well. After assessing the situation, The farmer sympathized with the dog, but decided that neither the dog nor the well were worth the trouble of saving. Nice guy, this farmer. Instead, he planned to bury the old dog in the well and put him out of his misery. When the farmer began shoveling dirt into the well to to bury the well and bury the dog, the old dog began to panic. Do you blame him? But as the farmer continued shoveling uh, the dirt, uh, as it went down in the well, it hit the dog's back. A thought struck struck the dog. It dawned on him that every time he, a shovel load of dirt landed on his back, he would shake it off and step up. This he did blow after blow. Shake it off and step up. Shake it off and step up. Shake it off and step up. He repeated to encourage himself. No matter how painful the blows or how distressing the situation seemed, the old dog fought panic and just kept shaking it off and stepping up. It was not long before the dog, battered and exhausted, stepped proudly over the wall of the well. What seemed as though it would bury him actually benefited him, all because of the way he handled his adversity. You know church, it's the same way for us. The world looks at the church like an old dog that needs to be put out of its misery. The world would try to bury us with with these words. The Bible is irrelevant. It doesn't fit today's culture. It doesn't it doesn't match. It's irrelevant. How can you read such a such an old fable book? We hear this as well. The church is full of hypocrites. Yes, the church is full of sinners in need of a savior, in need of spiritual growth. Come and join us. They say things like, there is no God. Evolution is the answer. And I would tell you, church, I think it takes more faith to believe that theory than it does to believe in an all-knowing, all-powerful God. They say, God does not answer prayers. Why do you bother? Another one is, if there was a God, why would he allow things to happen like the coronavirus? Like an old dog trying to put us out of our misery to bury us with dirt. Can I boldly say, church, we more than ever need to be like that old dog like that old dog in the well, and shake it off and step up. Shake it off and step up. Step up and be a functioning church, a living organism, and a family that grows together. We need to persevere all the more as we see the day approaching. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you so much that we can still meet together as the church. We don't have to come to this building as awesome and as nice as this building is, as blessed as we are. But for a season, for a time, Lord, may we just dig deep inside of ourselves, Lord, and and step up, shake it off and step up and know that we are still the functioning church. We are the family. We are called at such a time as this to live in such a time as this, to be the church, to to be there with our neighbors, our friends and family, to function as the body and as the family. And I pray that you would challenge each one of us this day, not to live in fear, not to isolate, but to be out uh, in, in our community in a safe way, Lord, protecting ourselves, but showing Jesus Christ to a world that needs to know Jesus. May you use us, God. May you use these circumstances to bring a revival to people that need to know you. Because I believe time is short, God. I believe it in all my heart that some, that some very well could see in our lifetime, we could see your return. And I pray that you would find a church that is awake, that is doing your will, that is winning the lost. And I pray for those that are watching today that don't know you that you would draw them that they would they would say the sinner's prayer they they would say lord I'm sorry for the things that I've done against you against others I'm sorry that I've missed the mark I'm sorry that I'm a sinner thank you Jesus for shedding your blood on the cross for me your broken body thank you Thank you for your grace. Thank you now that, that God, you look through that blood and you see me forgiven. And then say, please, please now, Lord Jesus, I accept the fact that I'm a sinner and I accept the gift of grace that you died on the cross for me. Now, please, I ask you, as the Bible says, I ask you to now come into my heart. Transform me. Make me like you, Jesus. Put me on this journey. I pray that you would do that. For those that are watching that don't know you, that your Holy Spirit would just prompt them, let them know that they are loved, that this is a functioning church. Even though we're not meeting together, it's a functioning church that loves them and cares for them. And I pray in just a few weeks when we meet back together again, that we would meet many that have given their heart to you. We thank you for this time this morning. I pray, God, that you would meet every need keep people safe. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. God bless. We'll see you Wednesday night online at 7 o'clock. Have a great week.